This episode of the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast is sponsored by Katrina Burke Coaching, helping caring professionals create a life of balance and flow. Katrina has a range of programs available for teachers and school leaders. So for more information, go to katrinaburkecoaching.com.au. This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, a weekly show to help you prioritize your health, happiness and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds-Keene. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. And thank you for bearing with me in my couple of weeks intermission of season four of the podcast. A quick intro for you today. I have an interview with a teacher friend of mine called Miranda, who I think has a really empowering story for lots of people. She has made a shift away from full-time teaching, and that doesn't mean that she's not still teaching. She's teaching in actually a lot of different contexts, and it was a really difficult decision for her at the time, but I really like the way she made some choices based on her values and you know, what would be sustainable and effective for her long term, but also by looking back at what were her actual original goals, why did she become a teacher in the first place and how could she still meet those goals without necessarily still being in the kind of full-time high school teacher role at the same school teaching, you know, a full class load in our current modern education system? How could she still meet those goals without being in that kind of context that most of us think of when we think of becoming a teacher. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and hearing Miranda's story. I think there's a lot in it for all of us to learn from. So every week I go to yoga at Miranda's place and I love it. She's a beautiful teacher uh, and enjoy Miranda's story. Hi, Miranda. How are you? Hello, Ellen. I'm well. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I'm very excited about this conversation. And um, let's get started. Can you tell me and the listeners a bit about your background and your teaching context? Yes. Uh, So I started teaching in 2005 and I taught um, at a school in Brisbane uh, on contract. And then I had my first um, and only permanent position in uh, Toowoomba. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've taught for 10 years full-time and then in 2015 at the start of the year I went to supply work, um, which was a really tough decision but uh, the best one for me. And so I've been doing supply teaching since then. I was in secondary school um, and keep doing supply in secondary for drama and English and anything else that they need me for and um, primary as well. I do second like the supply work for primary. Yeah, um, cool. Because my drama, drama degree took me down to primary, which is fun. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I didn't realise that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how they run the degrees um, exactly now, but, um, yeah, that always left me open to doing that. But I, I ended up in middle secondary, which was good. Yeah, and um, and we will talk a little bit more about that decision that you made in 2015 down the track Um but I know that you've had uh, a bit of a health journey. Would you, um, can you please share a little bit about that with the listeners and some of the challenges that you experienced while 
for your teaching? Yes. Um, so I, like probably many teachers, I really threw myself completely into teaching and um, I knew from very early on, I remember at the job interview I had um, where I ended up going permanent, they were asking what advice would you give to first-year teachers and I said, life balance, make sure you have life balance <laughs> and then proceeded to burn myself out for um, <laughs> the next um, seven or eight years. So, um, yeah, I... I, I spent a lot of weekend time and a lot of evening time on teaching and I did, I've always done martial arts and I didn't make time for it when I first started out with teaching. It was just really tricky to fit in it. And I um, actually had such a megalovirus at the end of high school and then um, glandular fever in uni. Yeah. Um, That'll knock you about. Uh, yeah. But I did, I get back, back, get back into training, but then I just had a little bit of trouble juggling it. Um, when I was starting out with the contract, um, obviously just trying to make sure they loved me and <laughs> if there was an opportunity to keep going and something else opened up that they would choose me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, similar. It's so common to yeah. really just want to, yeah. you're so eager to like keep your job for next term or, or impress people so that yeah. you can, you know, keep getting contracts extended and that sort of thing. And then you just feel like you, you have, you can't ever say no and you have to. Just yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'll keep let's invent all these extra things that, that I can do for, student, for mm. students and for the school that, yeah. Um, that might yeah, burn me out. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed what I was doing, but I was um, also very exhausted, but yeah. So I, I did maintain martial arts more. So once I moved to, to Toowoomba, but a lot of, um, so that was good for my self care but was also doing a lot of uh, co-curricular activities and things like that. So I didn't really leave myself very much downtime. Um, yeah. And, and how many martial- days a week were you yeah. doing martial arts? It was regular and it depended on my grading goals at the time. So when I was training for grading, I don't know, roughly nine month chunk and that sort of stuff would be like six days a week, but then um, at other times it was typically average three to four days a week. Be the occasional week where I couldn't get there, you know, parent-teacher interviews and that sort of thing, but it was generally, yeah, I'd say on average three times a week, but for, for quite chunky amounts of time, like from 5 to 7.30, and it was teaching as part of that as well, like so it wasn't completely off, but um yeah, but was really, really good for me. I'm talking like I don't do it anymore, but that's that was like when I was when I was still teaching and teaching full time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that that was my form of self care. Um mm, yeah. uh, so and, and I could really feel it when I didn't train. Like I really did notice the difference and it was it was a really important part of looking after myself. Yeah, I just really burnt myself out I I, I had gone into into my first um, position in teaching, I was uh, on an anxiety medication and then eased off that once I was in, I guess, my third year of teaching. But, was, yeah, I guess everyone finds different ways to deal with things and it helped me, for me, it helped me find out what it, what it was to not feel, feel that peak of anxiety all the time. So I kind of felt like, oh, this is the the goal of what I could feel like if I sort of, yeah, work things a little differently. But I had gained lots of weight, um, which in hindsight may have been related to the medication. So that was another 
challenge then to try and be healthier um, physically, trying to fit in time for eating better and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it does take time. Yeah. So I sort of sorted that out after a couple of years and, um, yeah, and then it was just trying to make good choices and keep myself going. But I just in the end found that when I went on long service, um, that there was, I realized that there was a life outside of teaching that felt quite nice <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and did still plan to teach full time. But when I went back, um, quite completely realized that, that my stress levels uh, peaked really, really fast and that probably wasn't the healthiest option. Yeah. I suddenly realized there was another option, which was to not be doing exactly that thing. And, and perhaps if part-time had been an option where I was working, like that I did ask about that and that would be, have probably, that would have been something I would like to have tried. Um, um, but I wasn't really interested in trying another school part-time. But yeah. So I went into um, supplies so that I could share with other people what was a um, revitalized love of uh, fitness. And I already loved martial arts and I had felt a lot better physically doing a lot more exercise and um, practicing yoga, which I hadn't practiced regularly um, until those last couple of years. And yeah, just thought, Oh, this is a way to help people. I can really, I can really see the effects of this um, for people's, for people straight away. Like at the end of a class, you can actually see people are a lot more relaxed and they look happier and they'll tell you those things. And um, whereas sometimes you leave a classroom and it's hard to get those signals <laughs> from yeah. students as to, um, Particularly they, teenagers. <laughs> yeah, they feel better or, or not after the lesson and have got something out of it. So I think it's more immediately rewarding as a teacher to in, in these different environments. And I can feel like I'm giving back. Yeah. With yeah. more in, immediate feedback of success <laughs> than it's actually helped. Yeah. Totally. And I gather that because now like you're still teaching, you're teaching mm, yeah. in a variety of contexts now, rather yes. than it being one school full-time yes. um, at, at that one school, which was, as you said, um, you know, impacting your stress levels, uh, you know, to a degree that was um, significant enough that when you, when you took long service leave and then came back, it was like immediately obvious how, yes. um, how difficult that was for your health. Yeah. And that was sort of aside from just the other kind of lifestyle factors that we, you know, we all have to kind of try and juggle of, of mm. eating right and exercising and those yeah. things. And yeah. then because you'd had such, such um, profound impact in your own life from, you know, those exercise modalities like martial arts mm-hmm. and yoga and then started teaching them and you felt like you, you could follow that a bit and still be teaching and still doing supply now. Yes. Um, so you kind of have a, a mix of it all, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel um, I feel a lot fresher going in each day for supply. Like I can give a bit more effectively. <laughs> I, I don't know that that makes much sense because I'm not teaching them on a deep, the deeper level that I would have been. Because yeah, what you teach in supplies is quite different, generally speaking. But uh, I, yeah, I feel like I can be the that fresh start each day them um and offer something in a different way than I could have had I been their face-to-face teacher um every day or their you know their elective subject teacher a couple of times a week so I feel like I can give a little bit differently but still be giving to large numbers of young people on a regular basis which is yeah what I set out to do with teaching so yeah 
yeah, yeah. so you're still making a difference and and yeah and it's maybe not depleting you as much because you have a, a little bit more flexibility yeah. in the rest of life yeah yeah literally literally yeah. flexibility because yes, you're yes. Yoga. literally physically more flexible yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, and uh, I, I was really hanging out for long service. I just felt that I needed that mental rest. Uh, and I was one of those people who always did stuff on the holidays as well for school instead of taking a deep break. Yeah. So I did the um, personal training uh, qualifications while I was on long service. And I did that to help my martial arts instruction at the school and um, outside of the school as well. Yeah. And yeah. It was just so good. And I found myself doing a lot more yoga classes as part of my um, preparations for a Taekwondo tournament for the, um, the international championships um, that year, which was the first and most likely only one that I will um, do. It was really intense and it was really good. And I got really fit and really healthy. And yeah, I just, I was feeling so good and, and really wanted to share that with other people. So it was nice that long service gave me the space to, um, explore that and I, I did still think I was coming back to full-time teaching for a good long time um when I wrapped that up yeah and I thought maybe you know in a few years perhaps I'll look at a different way of doing things but I made that decision a lot faster and every, everyone kept saying um probably not my my father but most people <laughs> kept saying that it was very um like a very brave thing to do to do that because I was I was in uh a school that I saw as like the ideal yeah. Um, and it was kind of like the, like the dream job, but I was exhausted and really stressed and yeah. So it, it was hard to give it up, but it also didn't, if it didn't feel like I could have continued doing what I was doing. So it, it, it didn't feel brave as such to make that decision. It felt like the really the only option, but felt right. Yeah. yeah, and because you're still in touch with that school, I mean, you still do supply. Yeah, school, yeah. So you, it's not like, but I hear you because because the permanent, the idea of a permanent job, and it is when you're. I mean, I've been there. You've been there when you're on contract and you don't have that security. Mm. Permanency is so valuable, and it is such a um, beacon of light, you know. Mm. And and then when you get it, it, it really does help. Like that security for me definitely made a big difference but mm. I had kind of the same decision to make which was look my health is yeah this is the only decision I feel I can make for my health long term mm. yeah and you know I, I was the same really in a, in a mm. quite an ideal what I would say was the ideal um, situation mm. school-wise um, but sometimes life and our bodies <laughs> just have yeah. plans yeah yeah, it just it just wasn't going to keep functioning, doing what I was doing. Yeah, so, not sustainable yeah. at all. And um, and I mean, obviously we're we're friends, so I mm-hmm. I know a bit about your lifestyle now. But I and I know that you're still extremely busy and contributing and doing lots and lots of teaching in loads of different contexts. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like you've quit your job to go and just live on a beach somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes, I have. I have found. Oh, I'm. I'm still very much busy, <laughs> um, although I am trying to not to use the word so much, but I do. But, uh, my life is very full, um, but doing doing things that are very rewarding. So if I wake up and I realize that I have a very full day, I kind of break it down and look at, oh, I've got all of these clients and I want to see all of these people and they want to see me. 
and uh, or I'm going to this school and um, that means I get to see these students and, um, you know, see how they're doing and there's not the pressure of having to take home marking and drafting at the end of the day and then I get to leave there and then teach some classes at home. So I'm, I'm you know, do, do a bit of my own practice or training. Um, I'm getting to, I, I guess, put together my day how I want to, but there, there is still, I haven't, yeah, I'm not on a beach, so I haven't exactly. like it's not a holiday. obligation. And and yeah, if I am if I am sick, then I need to look at everything and go. Okay, it's you know it's similar to teaching. There's no one who can quickly step in for me, and it'll all just continue to run exactly the same. Uh, I can't just not show up the next day. But I'm also finding, especially this year, touch wood, um, my health is a lot better because <laughs> I have been able to, to eat better. Um, yeah, I've been using essential oils for a bit over a year now. And in the first year, it was like, oh, this is good emotionally and they smell good. And um, I can see certain benefits, but I don't feel like a whole new person. But this year, it's like the cumulative effect of doing life differently and I, yeah I, I feel yeah a lot healthier and I think nutritionally as well even though I'm not um perfect and I'll you know sort of ebb and flow with stuff I do have a good baseline daily which helps it does help yeah because I can't just drop everything still and yeah I am quite have quite a full life and I would still like to work on that like to have a bit more space mm. but yeah I think when I first started out working so my business is kickstart martial arts and yoga. And when I started doing that, I was doing a lot more hours working for other people as well. So doing classes around town and stuff. And a lot of those were weekends or early mornings. And, and so it was, it was a, even more full. Um, so I have different pockets of time available and you would find the same. So sometimes I'm wanting to catch up with people, but actually they're at their work. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've got some time, but it's yeah. between one o'clock and three o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not always the same. So that can be tricky too, but um, yeah, just seeing that there was a different option and, and helping other people navigate their, their full lives as well is nice so that if they wanted to still be doing full-time teaching, then I can help find that that self-care time for them through yoga or through more fitness and that sort of thing so that they, they have some more endorphins and they have a healthier baseline so that they can keep doing what they, what they want to do so that, yeah, we feel empowered to make those choices. And so they are a choice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And also I think, um, I think it's important to probably point out that none of, it's not like you, um, yeah, so it's not like you uh, quit your teaching job and life was perfect and now you just get to chill out on the beach all the time. Like That's you right. still have yeah. obligations. You still have, yes. you know, housing and all those sorts of yeah, things yeah. To, to worry about paying for. But also, so, yeah. so therefore there's a, a level of um, financial, obviously, need to keep working. Um, yes, yeah. And, yeah, the income is very different to what it, what it was. And so I've had to, yeah, adapt to that. And I made some instant changes at the start and then some, like, reality hit changes as well yeah <laughs> when it's like oh actually these things can change too but, but yeah it's not like your your newfound health your sense this year that that things are a bit smoother and mm. um just overall baseline health is better and yes th- that doesn't happen by accident either and that's something that I think especially when you've experienced burnout and and you know extreme stress and and anxiety and fatigue 
it can feel like when you're in in it, oh, mm. you'll never get there. And then it's really yeah. frustrating because also yeah. if you get there and you slack off, <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing the things that make you feel good. Yeah. Um, you go backwards again. Like yeah. it's a frustration, I think. And when there is so much to do, whether, whether we are full-time teaching or, or in other, teaching in other contexts, in other capacities, it still has to be a decision and a choice, right? Mm, yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And after I'm, I, yeah, I, I don't know, things just it sort of ebb and flow and, and change. And I even at one point, I definitely felt my fitness going um, like it sort of maintained itself for a bit or I was maintaining it. And then it definitely fell backwards because I was just like doing so many more hours everywhere. Um, so I had to go, Oh, hang on. Okay. I'm in a book in times for me now. And so, yeah, I, I've been doing, uh, it's probably nearly two years that I've been booking in regular times for myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this year it was, Oh, I haven't had, massage for ages and I remember how good I felt when I when I had that and how how it helped my body and how mentally I felt better I'm going to do that again yeah so just taking stock and um seeing how things are going but I I am relieved that I've had a better a better year of health because I really haven't had a good run of health I haven't had the worst health in the world but I haven't had a good run in yep. in my life so I was not expecting to have a good year um so yeah it is nice that things are are paying off I definitely still would like to prioritize sleep more and I've been working on that this year trying to get to bed yeah just going okay I need I need to go to bed an hour two hours earlier even yeah minute. That really well and helps. then it's like it's a we just can't, we can't change all our habits overnight. And so yes. I think it's about also, and from your story, but certainly my, my experience was the same. And then, you know, clients that I've worked with, it's like, you've got to pick the thing that is the number one, either the, either it's the biggest problem for you. So you've got mm-hmm. to change it, or it's the thing that you notice brings you the biggest bang for your buck sort of thing, like the biggest benefit yes. in a short yeah. amount of time. And so yeah. you focus on that and you just try and get that to be, uh, you know, at least better. And then once that seems to be kind of on a roll, then you can add something else in and something else and something else. And, you know, it's too easy to feel like, Oh, I've got to fix my diet and my exercise and my scheduling and my, you know, my personal care, like essential oils and and massage and things like that. And my sleep and like, you can't, you just can't do it all at once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. New habits and, and not trying to change them all. Yeah. Exactly. At one time. That's exactly right. Yeah. Then it yes. compounds and over time yes. it all becomes easier. I really like your story also because I, I think it's it's something people say to me sometimes is that, well, whatever I'm doing right now, whatever context I'm in right now isn't working, therefore I have to leave teaching or I have to quit or I have to go and do something else completely mm-hmm. because right now isn't working. Yeah. And I guess I really want to share on the podcast, you know, different options. And I and I really like that you have actually chosen like supply and relief teaching as, mm. as your option. Like it's not, it's not been an accident. Like you've, you've done this on purpose and you created yes. this life on purpose. So I, I really like that because I think it's important that we talk and, and supply teachers are so important, particularly it's great for a school to have a, a supply teacher that they know that, you know, knows kids' names and stuff like that. That's, that's yeah. easier for everyone involved, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. 
And I really like that. But what it sounds like is that there was a moment where you had to make some decisions and you thought about what you went into teaching for and how you could still achieve those goals, even if you weren't necessarily teaching full-time English and drama like you had been. Yeah, I definitely thought of lots of different ways to do it. And a few people said, oh, you could go and do this or go and do that. And and in my heart, I'm like, but that's that's not what I want to do. <laughs> that, that's not sort of what I'm, what I want to do with my life. Like, and, and it's funny because the, yeah, the things that I end up choosing, they're, they're all teaching. They're all teaching people, training people, educating people and stuff. And so there's obviously something there that, that, um, that I'm attracted to, to do with teaching, but even if it's not, um, and I, yeah, I still do a lot of tutoring as well, which I love and, and feel like that way I get to get into the nitty-gritty detail sort of stuff that that I wouldn't otherwise get to do um, necessarily with supply teaching. So, yeah, just looking at there are lots and and lots of options and another teaching friend who for different, well, also for health reasons, um, she didn't want to go back to full-time teaching after maternity and and she's found that she does a little bit of supply in her school. So she works part-time and does supply in her school and that works really well for her and then she's um, pursuing some other stuff as well and yeah my other option would have been just just to do full-time supply because I for me I found that there was there was sufficient work to do that with just these couple of schools that I work with and that that in some ways would be a lot easier (laughs) so I would just that would be it and I could have my appointments for myself outside of that do my own fitness but yeah, I find I keep, I do want to teach people yoga and I do want to teach people martial arts and personal training. So I choose to fill my life a bit, a bit more. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you get a, a little bit of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Well, very good. Well, and I think we've probably sort of covered it, but, um, you know, for you, Miranda, on a day to day, sort of week to week basis, what does self care look like? What does well being mean to you? So I, need to be accountable to, even though I am a PT, <laughs> I need to be accountable to someone else. I'm not totally. the kind of person who, who gets up and does my own thing unless there's a international championships ahead, which there's not. So, <laughs> so you know, or, kind of accountability. Or, or a grading coming up, then it's not my norm. So, yeah, I book in to, to see other people um, three times a week, so, or one point it was four times a week, but for less time, um, and and trying to schedule in coffee with people, ha- going out somewhere with my partner for breakfast or for lunch, and there's other things I like that I say I would like to do, but I don't always end up doing them. Like I would like to read for leisure more, but I find I end up reading for information about my passions, <laughs> so it doesn't quite work out as planned, um, my head still stays quite busy. Some meditation, some yoga practice of my own and, and oils. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Essential oils have had the diffuser going and I was feeling really emotional oil earlier. So I went, what can I do? Uh, people are working. I can't ring them. I will get out the oil and yeah, it's not medication and it's not people and it's not sleep, but it does have an effect on you. Well, it has an effect on me. 
yeah. so it did the trick. <laughs> so yeah, and 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 food, like eating, even if it's not great all of the time, having a healthy smoothie for breakfast. If I choose avocado and toast for breakfast. Um, because I don't want to fully own my own house in the future, <laughs> um, then I will have a smoothie for lunch. Um, so I just got it. I was like, you don't own your own house. I was like, oh, avocado. Yeah, I do. Nice. I do own it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, according to, according to the media, I should not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, smashed avocado is the best. Um, it is the best. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just a big combination of things, but it, it is very, I still struggle with, mental health I still struggle with moods and emotions it's not an easy path um but I also know I'm uh doing a lot better and I feel uh, I have a lot more options now like I can see the options whereas there's been times um when I haven't seen the options that are available to me and I think that that's that's what's empowering is is knowing that there's options yeah and knowing that you have you have the power as you said empowering mm. you have yes options that you can choose to help yourself in the moment as well as then go and seek out ex, you know help from external practitioners and things when you need it yes yes and acknowledging I think as well although I think it's um yeah before I was the teacher and no one no one expects you to have all the mental health answers necessarily as the teacher although there is a, a fair bit of pressure to keep it together <laughs> um when that's quite hard but yeah I think probably as as now as the yoga teacher or as the PT in some ways that there's um uh, maybe a, an expectation to to be a certain way or to have it together to a certain point but I, I think there's also a degree of transparency with a lot of practitioners that say we're not perfect we are just people um, and we're generally in this because we found it helpful because life is not easy all the time. So, yeah, I just remind myself that if people have those expectations, then um, that's unrealistic and <laughs> I'll yeah. just keep being myself. Um, Absolutely. Mm. And I think, I think maybe because, like, if you're a teacher in a class of, you know, however many teenagers, you know, in a school, there's a, probably a bigger divide in terms of, you know, and there needs to be a divide in terms yes. of, uh, like you, you don't share so much of your yourself yes. as if you're yes. one-on-one personal training or working with a small group teaching yoga every week. It's a, it's a less distance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, um, boundaries, but there's different boundaries. So yeah, it's navigating that. Um, I had to learn about that too, about, yeah. What, what do you explore with clients to help them and, yeah, generally, as with classroom teaching, less is more. So they're there for themselves. So totally. generally speaking, it's about them. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, can sort of sometimes say, oh, I had a, I hear you. I like, I've been there too. And whereas sometimes you can't say that with students, <laughs> like <laughs> with whatever the struggle it is that they've had, you can't, can't tell them that you've been there too. Cause yeah, the boundaries different, are different, different exactly. expectations. Yeah. 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 Well, um, this has been wonderful, Miranda. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing, you know, some kind of slightly vulnerable and, and but in really important topics. Um, and given that, you know, you have already shared your answer to this question from your job interview many years ago, uh, <laughs> I'm curious to know what you would, uh, what your top tip would be for early career teachers and all teachers mm. really to set themselves up for a thriving career and, and thriving life. What would be your tip now? 
is it the same? Has it changed? Is there any caveats to it? I think it, pro- it probably is the same, but more along the lines of like maybe more specific, like work out what, yeah, work out what self-care is for you, what helps you feel relaxed and or energized. Yeah, what gives you the emotions that you're looking for and um, does it help you to schedule that into your week and and what's what are non-negotiables for you yeah just work them in into your life on a weekly or a, a daily basis yeah yoga and meditation and yoga is not necessarily movement but of, often that's what we associate with yoga but so if they're not you know if they're finding the medita- meditative side um or the pranayama the breathing and that sort of thing will also find a physical outlet so something with moving and also something with breathing and and relaxing and just being and yeah the more I learned about meditation through my studies of that the more I just think that that's key and had I learned about that really early on that it like it would change things and it does change you on such a a cellular level so yeah Mm. but I think looking into that side of things a little bit as well and knowing that it's not all hippie stuff either yes get very mainstream and there's a lot of science behind it now too so much science yeah yeah Yeah. so i'd say check out that stuff as well yeah make a difference and nutrition um i was still definitely having a lot of sugar there for a long time through (laughs) through teaching and diet soft drink and stuff like that so looking at at your whole day, not just what do you have for dinner or what do you bring for lunch, but the little things that might sneak in there that aren't, aren't helping you keep your energy levels smooth and consistent and yeah, totally. helping you in the long run. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really easy to get stuck on that cycle of sugar and caffeine, which, mm. which gets you through the afternoon, but, but it actually makes tonight and tomorrow even more of a roller coaster yeah. energetically and it, it's just a vicious cycle. So yeah, important. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Miranda. Uh, you're welcome. I would like to just ask you one more question, mm-hmm. which is where can people connect with you? And if you uh, happen to be in Toowoomba and they wanted to come to one of your excellent yoga classes or yeah. uh, martial arts or personal training, where will they find you online? Uh, online, yes. So I have a website which is kickstartmartialartsandyoga.com.au. So that's the website. Um, Facebook is where all the updates happen. So it's that name, Kickstart Martial Arts and Yoga, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You'll also find me um, at Nimble Ninjas on Facebook. Um, so I think it's the subtitle is Kickstart Nimble Ninjas, but a big heading. Nimble Ninjas. So if you search that, you will find me. And that's my um, program for uh, kids. And uh, you'll find you'll find me. So just search for me. Um, I no longer have the massive privacy settings because I'm not full-time teaching. Um, yes. So you can see me in, in Facebook <laughs> and you're welcome to friend me. So just look for um, Miranda Mitchell. Um, I'm wearing glasses and it's a um, fairly bland selfie. Um, but you shall find me there. So feel free to friend me and, and send me a message or through the Kickstart page. Yes, um, all the details yeah. for Kickstart and Nimble Ninjas are in the show notes so people yes. can click away. Yes. 
Well, thank you for having me on, Ellen. Um, you're very good at at helping me chat. So hopefully, your、um, listeners can take something away from from my story. I'm sure they will because I think it's a really, really useful and valuable story. So thanks for coming on and sharing it, Miranda. And、uh, I'll see you at yoga. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. I'd love it also if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes and share it with your friends. This really helps the podcast reach more people, and together we can spread the message of teacher wellbeing to create thriving school communities. Show notes for this episode can be found at selfcareforteachers.com.au/podcast. You can also find me at facebook.com/selfcareforteachers and on Instagram my handle is @selfcareforteachers. So come along and follow me there.